from America. You're listening to the Hip Hop Patriots. Many other countries would be in peril today if it wasn't for the men and women who died just like the men, women, and children that we discussed on the end of Friday evening's show that Facebook said was fake, which we all know it was a real story. <laughs> I mean, come on, it's, it's history. But that's what they try to do. They try to erase history. And if it wasn't for the great men and women of this country fighting throughout time, whether it was just men before women could join the military or whether it was afterwards, just because the men were gone doesn't mean the women weren't home you know, 100 years ago, 200 years ago, fighting the exact same war, just from a different perspective. So today, on Memorial Day, we honor, we memorialize, and we just, we give our thanks. We give our thanks to those who gave us freedom. Just like that sign above my head says, freedom isn't free. So thank you for joining in today, ladies and gentlemen, on this special Memorial Day edition of Live from America. I am your ever-so-humble, God-fearing, but God-loving host, Jeremy Harrell. And as I contemplated, thinking, you know, "Eh, maybe I won't do a show today. Maybe I'll go to the parade with my family. And I said, you know what? My duty is to this show, especially on a day where we honor America. And that's what I'm fighting for. So I'm in the fight. So I'm here today, ladies and gentlemen, and thank you all very much. I'd like to give some live shout-outs to those watching on social media. And if you could do me the honor right now, please, of sharing this video out far and wide. If you still have Fakebook, it looks like Jen Zam says she left Fakebook for good yesterday, and I applaud that. But if you are still there, then you're a freedom fighter. You're on the front line, and you are responsible to get this video out far and wide. As Steve Bannon says, we are force multipliers here, and that's exactly why they are attacking him. Today, Leslie Berry, happy Memorial Day. Great newsletter this morning. Well, thank you very much, Leslie. Um, happy Memorial Day, Jeremy, to you and your family from Utah. That is from Ali uh, Allie Cube 82 Good to see you. Thank you very much. Lisa 827 says, this country is in peril. But you know what, Lisa? This country's been in peril before, and we've succeeded because we are American Christians. And what sets the American Christian apart from all other people on this planet is that we would rather die on our feet than live on our knees. And I will be damned if I let this country fall into peril. Victoria says, absolutely giving my thanks to all who have served and are serving and and who will serve in the future and who lose their lives for doing it. Lauren Cole says, thank you. I appreciate it, Lauren. Thank you for joining in. Bill Sieber from El Dorado, Butler, Kansas, USA. Good morning. Good to see you, Bill. Thank you for joining in. Country Boy Truck says, hey, from South Carolina. We've got, um, who else we got in here? Ann MK says, thank you, almighty God, for our country and those who died for my freedom. Ozzy18 says, good morning, Jeremy and Patriots. God bless all of the soldiers who gave their lives. Amanda says, hello, from Washington State. Sheila Serino is in the building from Italy, ladies and gentlemen, a proud, naturalized American. Thank you for doing it the right way. My grandbabies are watching with me. That said, 
Hello, Missy, how you doing? Good to see you. Thank you very much. Tina shouts out from North Carolina. Come on and raise up. North Kakalaki, thank you. Adam McPhee is in the building as well, ladies and gentlemen. And let's give one more special shout out to those watching on social media today. And that is James74 says, need a shout out, big guy. Happy Memorial Day. Shout out to you, my friend. Shout out to you and happy Memorial Day. God bless you. I'd like to also give some uh, thanks to some very special monthly donors who uh, I seen this morning uh, donated over the weekend. It's a reoccurring donation that they do. And if, you, if you'd like to do that, you can sign up right there on jeremyharrell.com as well. It does help the growth of the show. And that is um, Jenalisa Hayes. Thank you very much for your monthly donation. Veronica Hickson. H-I-X-S-O-N. Hickson. Uh, Veronica, thank you very much for your monthly donation. Anne Dubois or Dubow. I don't know how... Ex- I think it's Dubau and Dubau. Uh, thank you for your monthly donation. And Monique Smadil. Smadil or Smadile. Man, I get names all messed up. Monique, I at least got your first name right. Thank you very much. I'd also, I'd also like to thank Robert S. Merrick for the $50 donation that you sent me through the mail. I appreciate that very, very much. Judy Skagen. Check this out from Judy Skagen. She has some friends who own this company called Blue Streak Chocolates. Blue Streak Chocolates. And uh, she sent me a wonderful assortment of chocolates that when my son was helping me clean the studio over this weekend, he was like, hey, what do you got there? <laughs> hey, what do you got there, Dad? I said, what I got here is called Not Yours. That's what I got here. And uh, that's Blue Streak Chocolates Hand-Dipped Artisan Chocolate. And you can look them up on bluestreakchocolates.com. Bluestreakchocolates.com. Mary Kelly is her name. Thank you so very much, Mary. Um, also, would like to thank... This is, this is a really, really wonderful gift here. Are you ready for this? Check this out. Check this out. So, I want to read this to you. This is from Amy Ann Wagner. And let me, before I show you the gift, I want to read what she wrote to me, okay? She wrote, thank you so much for all you do, Jeremy. My husband of 46 years passed away from COVID on Easter Sunday, 2020. It's been a very long year for me and my family. I discovered you on Facebook one week after Ron passed. I truly believe that God brought you into my life for a reason, and I thank him every day for you. Thank you very much for that, Anne. I appreciate that. I've always considered myself a good Catholic, but I'm so much closer to God now than ever. I've dusted off my Bible, and I'm enjoying reading it. I did request a children's Bible for my granddaughter, Kelsey, on your site. I look forward to each day listening at 11 and 5. It's been a long three years for my family, and I've enclosed a short description about uh, my life, what my life has been like over that time, as written by my beautiful daughter-in-law, Jen. I'm happy to be a monthly donor and hope to increase my donation as my finances allow. Enclosed is a book on President Trump that you may already have, but as I'm not as clever as all the amazing people that send you gifts, oh, yes you are, I took the easy route to let you know how special you are. May God bless your beautiful wife and children for sharing you with us. If you're ever around the Buffalo, New York area, I look forward to seeing you. God bless and stay safe. Um, and that was very beautiful. I already read it once, but I read it again. When I just read it again, of course, how can you not tear up when you hear that? Um, check out what she sent me. 
the presidency of Donald Trump. I did not have this, and so I thank you very much. On the back it says, We Made America Great. And it is a full book of colored pictures from when he was inaugurated with his beautiful wife Melania all the way through his all of his achievements and all of the wonderful people who loved him throughout the entire time that he served in his first term. And I want to thank you so very much, Ann, for that wonderful, wonderful, wonderful gift. And um, uh, I believe that I actually, you might have been, I think you were part of, I, I got... Uh, 25 Bibles ready over the weekend and 50 of the Swamp Donkey stickers to send out to the donors. Um, it takes a while to do all that, so I'm sorry I can't do all of it at once, but I did get a bunch ready and uh, sent out this morning. So I think you were one of them, but I will double check. And uh, what a great segue into reading today's verse of the day, ladies and gentlemen. It is time to turn our attention, our honor, and our love to God, who blesses this nation so very much to give us the freedom and the ability to have such a wonderful country uh, blessed by God himself. This morning's verse of the day comes from Revelation 3.20. Now, I have not, ladies and gentlemen, uh, read from Revelation yet as a verse of the day. And uh, for no reason, but I just realized that today I never had. So the verse of the day comes from Revelation 3.20. If you have your Bibles, turn to the end of the Bible. It's very easy to find. It's the last book of the Bible, Revelation 3.20, which says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and eat with him and he with me. Now, yesterday I had breakfast with my mother, which I love doing. My mother and I have grown close over the, the last few years. Um, and before that, my mother and I had a very rocky relationship. And uh, so we had breakfast yesterday with my uh, my children as well. And uh, we were talking about the Lord. And um, she mentioned something to me. And I'd like to share that with you. And I know my mom would be okay with me sharing this. Uh, because we are open books. And uh, I believe every testimony is, a, uh, is, a, is, a, is another step closer for somebody who might be looking for God. Uh, and looking for that journey with Jesus. And I wrote this. I recently had a breakfast with my mother, whom I've been trying to help God save for years now. Each passing month, she comes a little bit closer to understanding the gospel, but still has hesitancy. While having breakfast, we were talking about the Ten Commandments and how God wants us to live and treat others. She then asked why she doesn't feel any different. I asked her what she meant by that, and she told me that she has had moments lately where she tried to give herself to the Lord. Amen. First of all, I was so happy and amazed with what she had confessed to me. However, she didn't have the reaction to it as I thought she would. She pointed out that I say on my show that once, you're tru once you truly repent for your sins and ask Jesus into your heart, he will make it new and you will be forever transformed. She said that she did that and held the Bible close to her chest and cried and asked God into her life, but she doesn't feel any different and she is confused. I didn't have a solid, quick fix answer for her, so I asked a couple of questions. I asked if she truly repented and was truly sorry for her sins throughout life. I then asked her if she was sincere and truly meant what she said. She said yes to both questions. I then asked her, if she now puts God first in everything, such as major decisions, constant communication with him, daily, praying throughout the day, or starting her day with the gospel, she admitted that she does not. 
That may be the reason why, but the truth of the matter is that we all walk our own paths with Jesus. And it's not an overnight miracle for some. It's a journey. That's why we call it a journey with Jesus. We have to put, or we have to work at this new relationship daily like any other. It's not that she is doing it wrong or incorrect. Nobody can be the judge of that. I told her that she will know when somebody is knocking at the door. She will know when she hears the voice of Jesus calling her name. It's unmistakable and it's undeniable. The question is, will she open the door when she hears it? Will she invite Jesus in for a meal? Remember, we are all different and God made us that way on purpose. So find your purpose and never stop working on your relationship with God. So that is the that was the morning's um, verse of the day and the morning newsletter. So um, if you got that newsletter, I hope it helps you. Some of you might be feeling the same way my mother felt. I hope that helps you. Again, we are all different. I love my mom very much. Mom, I love you. Keep working at it. But the greatest thing about that entire conversation was that when I got home from breakfast, my mother actually emailed me or text messaged me. I'm sorry. And she says, what time do you go to church every day? I said, 10 o'clock. She said, can I go to church with you next week? Now, I've been trying to get my mom to go to church with us for a very long time. And she's never accepted. The fact that she's accepting to go to church with us and asking if she can come lets me know that Jesus is knocking. She might not hear it yet, but Jesus is knocking. Sharon said six months later, Jesus knocked on my heart and I let him in. I knew then my son Ricky was with him. Someday I will see my baby again. Your mom will feel God in her. It takes time and she will hear him. Thank you very much for that, Sharon. I appreciate that. So, ladies and gentlemen, having said all that, let's get to the Lord's Prayer and let's start live from America, shall we? Let's get ready to rumble. Okay, let's take some slurps and some coffee here. Mm -mm -mm. Okay, Lord's Prayer, best part of the show. Are you with me? I know you're with me. It's Memorial Day and we've got a lot to be thankful for. We've got a lot to be gracious for. We have God's love. We have God's mercy. We have God's forgiveness. But most of all, we have the blessings overfloweth from God and we don't even deserve them. That's how much he loves us. So, since he loves you that much, say it with me loud so God can hear it from your lips to his ears. Shall we? Here we go. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Alright folks, it is time to get ready for Live from America. The first and foremost section of today, we are in uncharted waters. People are like, what do you mean by that? What do you mean by that? How is that the first first and foremost section of the day? Ladies and gentlemen, we are in uncharted waters. Okay? My question to you is, what happens in this country when we hashtag reveal the steel by the way putting that shirt out very soon and you'll all get big discounts on that shirt because i think we need to wear that shirt everywhere we had stopped the steal 
Over the weekend, I thought, why don't we have a slogan, a saying, a campaign, a rally cry of reveal the steel. We have never in American history revealed the steel. And ladies and gentlemen, I'm here to tell you that the steel has happened many times. It actually happened with John F. Kennedy. John F. Kennedy did not win the presidency either. But thanks to Chicago and others, the steal was t- took place. And as much as I respect John F. Kennedy, and as much as I respect the Democrats of old, John F. Kennedy stole that presidency, ju- or, or the Democrats stole it for him as well. And we'll have a complete discussion about that with a very, very highly respected uh, constitutional lawyer and expert, uh, David Shostokas. I'll have him on the, uh, maybe I'll have him on tonight if he's free, and we'll go through that. But ladies and gentlemen, the steal has happened many, many, many times. So nobody knows how to deal with how you reveal the steal, and then what happens after that, okay? We're going to talk about that today. Jenna Ellis, over the weekend, whom I respect very much, and soon I will be joining the uh, Real America's Voice family, which Jenna Ellis has a show on, called Just the Truth, every evening, I believe it's at 6 o'clock. Jenna Ellis is a very, very highly respected, very well-versed in the Constitution um, uh, individual, And uh, I love what she does. But, share the video so we can get this out there, folks. Uh, It seems we don't have our normal crowd watching, and we we need to make sure that they know that we're on. Okay? I'd appreciate your help. Jenna Ellis said over the weekend that she does not believe that there can be an overturn of the 2020 election. She said there is nothing in the Constitution that allows you to remove a president unless they are impeached or convicted. Okay? Technically, she is right about that. But one thing that differs, that the, the, there's a big difference between the document like the Constitution and the Bill of Rights and the Bible. The Bible is never changing. The Bible's word is set in stone. The Constitution, the Bill of Rights, is up for interpretation. These days, anyway. It shouldn't be. It's very plainly written, and it should be very plainly read, and it should be very plainly acted on. However, when you're dealing with people who have the power to change it, to change it, well, then you have an ever-changing document, an ever-evolving document based on amendments to that Constitution. And because we are in uncharted waters, folks, we don't know what would happen if we revealed completely that there was a steal that took place with the presidential election. Why? Because we've never had the guts. We've never had the courage. We've never had the manpower, the woman power, the know-how, the grit. And it makes me kind of confused that as Americans, we have never had the determination to follow a steal long or far enough to say this happened. We've always kind of just let it go. We're not letting it go this time, folks. We're not letting it go this time. So while Jenna Ellis says her opinion, and she's right about the current way that she reads the Constitution. However, like I said, because it's an ever-changing document, we have the right to set in stone what happens, as we the people, when you steal the election and get caught. And that's exactly what we're going to do. I don't care that 2022 is coming, and I don't care that 2024 is coming. We are working two fights here. We are fighting two fights. I've said this since November of last year. We're fighting two fights. I got criticized so heavily 
for saying that. We are fighting the fight of the election and what happened, trying to reveal the steal and overturn what happened. We're also fighting in each one of these states to make sure what did happen never happens again. It's called an insurance policy. It's called strategy. It's called a backup plan. We need to do both. Past, current, future. Actually, all three if you put it that way. Now, Sidney Powell actually said over the weekend that she does not... Well, she didn't say she didn't agree with Jenna Ellis. She said, and, and just and just in her statement, disagrees with what Jenna Ellis uh, said, that she thinks that President Trump should be immediately reinstated. He will not get credit for time lost, but he will be immediately reinstated. Or should be. Or that's the law. So, then, that prompted Lynn Wood to come out. Now say whatever you want about Lynn Wood. I've had my ups and my downs about him. I've had my positive things to say about him. And I've had my negative things to say about him. And I'm sure that all of you have had the same about me. That's okay. I think Lynn Wood is amazing. I respect Lynn Wood. 100%. Okay? Then Lynn Wood comes out and says something to the effect of, I disagree with Jenna Ellis. Because the, what she is saying is that there's only one way or two ways to remove a legal, a legally and duly elected president, which is impeachment or conviction. But the fact of the matter is, Biden is an illegitimate president. He is not a legitimate legal president. You know it and I know it. The world knows it. Why do you think they're hiring criminal defense attorneys and trying to stop the reveal of the steal. So, while Jenna Ellis is correct that removing a legal legitimate president is only done by two ways, what she did not mention is how you get rid of an illegitimate president. Now, I would be under the assumption that you would need the military to get involved. Because who is going to physically remove these people? M. Stern says, writ of quo warranto. Exactly. How do you remove these people? They're not just going to go. They're not just going to get up, decide, hey, you know what? (laughs) We got caught. Peace. It's not going to work like that. They're going to try to hold on to that seat. They're going to try to hold on to that power because they're going to go right back to the first stage of denial. I mean, the first stage of grief, which is denial. They are never going to accept the fact that they got caught cheating. So how do we remove them? There's two ways. I would like to put my opinion forward on the two ways that you remove an illegitimate president once you find out that they literally and legitimately stole the election. Military force, which I don't have a lot of faith in our top brass of our military, so that means you'd have to have rogue generals who wanted to support the Constitution and not give a rat's you-know-what about what's said in the Pentagon, or we the people do it. Now, I'm not advocating for violence. Calm down, FBI. Don't be knocking at my door. Okay? Because the only knock I'm answering from here on out is Jesus. Okay? But under the Constitution, we the people have not only the right, but the duty, the obligation to remove totalitarian, illegitimate governments. 
which is why I don't believe January 6th was an insurrection either. However, that's just my personal beliefs. So those are the two ways, folks. Military or us, one of the two. Because these people are not going to go quietly. They will try to hold on to that power. You think they're just going to give up after they stole what they stole? No, 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 no. So while Jenna Ellis is technically right, she completely missed, it went completely over her head, with all due respect to Jenna. It went completely over her head. She was coming at it from a how you remove a legally elected president when they're in office, impeachment or conviction. I am coming at it from a very different perspective. How do you remove an illegitimate, illegal president occupying our our White House? Because they're not going to go peacefully. I posted something over the weekend on Telegram and on Instagram that said, Hey, patriots, it's time to stop trying to wake up the sheep. It's time to wake up the other wolves. That's where we need to be right now. Now, none of what I'm saying is talking about any kind of violence. Everything I'm saying is talking about getting the right people involved, having the right politicians who were elected, who are not afraid to stand up, who are on the same par as a Marjorie Taylor Greene, but with a bigger name and with bigger power, having generals of the military, having, having um, military units, getting the right people involved to say, whoa, enough is enough. This has gone way too far, and we're not going to allow this to happen, and we're setting the precedent now, and we're setting that bar. And that bar, and that red line in the sand, is when we reveal this steel, when these forensic audits go through completely, and we find out 100% that the Democrats and or in tandem with, in cahoots with whatever, Dominion, cheated and stole the election and stole the presidency from somebody that was duly elected, then we stand up and we say, you will no longer govern our country because you can't, because you weren't legally put there to begin with, and we're not going to let you pass another stupid executive order, we're not going to let you mumble through another speech, we're not going to let you pawn all over some nine-year-old girl and say she's 19, and we're not going to let your illegitimate Miss 2% Kalama Harris sit and post pictures of herself and say, Happy long weekend, cackle, cackle, cackle. Nobody cares. You're fired. You're fired. You're fired. So that's where we are, folks. That's where we are. Question is, what are we going to do from here? We will rely on God, and we will move forward. And we will reveal this steel. And that is the first and foremost section of today. Thank you guys very much. I would like to read to you a statement put out by President Trump today. On this Memorial Day, we remember the fallen heroes who took their last breaths in defense of our nation, our families, our citizens, and our sacred freedoms. Like, you know, voting legally. The depth of their devotion, the steel of their resolve, and the purity of their patriotism has no equal in American history, in human history, excuse me. On distant battlefields and far off oceans and high in the skies above, they faced down our enemies and gave their lives so that America would prevail. I'm trying to read it like Trump. Faced down our enemies and gave their lives so America would prevail. 
They made the supreme sacrifice so that our people could live in safety and our nation could thrive in peace. It is because of their gallantry that we can together, as one people, continue our pursuit of America's glorious destiny. <laughs> Sorry. We owe all that we are and everything we ever hope to be to these unrivaled heroes. Their memory and their legacy is immortal. Our loyalty to them and their families is eternal and everlasting. America's warriors are the single greatest force for justice, peace, liberty, and security among all the nations ever to exist on earth. God bless our fallen, fallen soldiers, sailors, coast guardsmen, airmen, and marines. We honor them today, forever, and always. Amen. Victoria said, if I wasn't seeing your face, I'd swear that was Trump reading it. Holy moly, you sound just like him. <laughs> I don't think I do. I wish I could get a good President, voice, uh, President Trump's voice down. Um, but, you know, I'm working on that one. <laughs> I do like doing impressions. All right, folks, today's Smarty Award. It is a very special Memorial Day Smarty Award, so cue that drum roll, please. Who's it going to be? Who's it going to be? Today's Smarty Award, folks, goes to the Michigan Court of Appeals. A Michigan Court of Appeals ruled Friday. Now, before I get to this, we just talked about this a week and a half ago. Okay? We just talked about this a week and a half ago. About recalling Governor... Gretchen Whitless in Michigan. And we talked about what you need in Michigan in order to do the recall. And I was met with a bunch of people in the comments saying, we've tried, we've tried, we've tried, and it's failed every single time. Guess what? Guess what? A Michigan Court of Appeals ruled Friday that a recall effort aimed at unseating Governor Gretchen Whitless can move forward. There are six petitions circulating and five of them are aimed at the worthless progressive so-called governor in Michigan and one is aimed at the lieutenant governor there in Michigan. And all but one stems from the COVID response and the hypocrisy that she has been caught in time after time after time after time again. Okay? But there's more. And there's more. The other is about how she handled, just like Governor Cuomo, Pepe Le Pew himself, up in New York. We're not letting you off on this one either, sir. But the other one is how she handled the nursing home situation that claimed over 5,600 lives of the elderly there in Michigan. 5,600 plus people died because of Governor Witless's incompetence. So good job, Michigan. Great job putting forward those lawsuits, fighting and fighting and fighting for your right to recall your so-called governor, Gretchen Witless, in Michigan. Keep pushing forward. Keep fighting. 
I did see somebody in the comments on Rumble say, can I send you a poem? Of course you can send me a poem. The address is down below in the scrolling text. Just make sure you catch it and write it down. But it's time to remove these people. And you know what? Maybe it fails. But it's okay. Because you lose 100% of the opportunities that you do not take. So why not take the opportunity? You never know how God works. You never know the stepping stones that God puts in place for you to succeed. We're doing a lot here in New Hampshire. I know they're doing a lot in Arizona. They're doing a heck of a lot down in Georgia. And I know you guys have tried your hardest in Michigan, but you've been turned down at every single time you've tried to do something. But guess what? A Michigan judge at Court of Appeals says you can move forward with your recall effort. So, great job. Now let's move down to Georgia. It seems over the weekend the devil decided he was going to go down to Georgia once again. What do I mean by that? Well, folks, believe it or not, the devil went down to Georgia to see if he could find some ballots to steal. Over the weekend, the facility in which all the ballots that are in question about this new hand count forensic audit that's about to happen, that the Democrats filed at the last minute to postpone, just last week, just on what, Friday of last week, Thursday, excuse me, they were supposed to hear the case on Friday. On Thursday, the dirty swamp donkey Democrats moved in and decided they were going to file to have the case dismissed. Okay? The judge is going to hear all arguments. I think it's postponed for probably 30 days or something like that. I'm not sure of the exact amount of days. Le uh, LeBaron says, Jeremy, no New Hampshire. Did you read about the news about New Hampshire? I know what's going on in New Hampshire. I know what's going on. We're going to talk about that here in a little bit. Of course, yes. Definitely know what's going on. But, the ballots that were about to be audited to find out that there was tens of thousands, if not over a hundred thousand fraudulent ballots that should be disqualified, that building, the alarm, went off this weekend. And it took cops a little over five minutes to get there. I don't believe the devil keeps visiting Georgia. I believe the devil lives in Georgia. He just vacations to Pennsylvania, Michigan, Arizona, New Hampshire. Because there's a lot of stuff going on in Georgia. The alarm goes off in this building. Police take over five minutes to get there. Once police get there, once police actually get there, they find that there's a door ajar. That there's a door open. Huh. There's no word yet if there was any ballots stolen. There's no word if anything was destroyed or taken. There's no word on anything. The only thing that we got to go on is that an alarm went off at the facility where the ballots that are about to be audited are being held. Why isn't there 24-7 guard, 24-7 security? Why aren't there guards around that building, left and right, all over the place, top to bottom, on the roof, underground? At every entrance, at every window. Folks, they're trying every way, every which way they can to stop these audits from happening. And once they find out that they can't stop them, and we found out that they cheated, they deleted, they did whatever they did, then they're all going to have to answer for it. And they know it. So their their job is to try to stop the audits from happening. First of all, their job was try to delete delete anything they could, shred ballots, get rid of the evidence, whatever. 
But they never thought that we would go this far. They never thought that state legislatures would go this far because they never, ever have in the past. They never have. They didn't do it with John F. Kennedy. They didn't do it throughout time. Who knows how many presidential elections were actually stolen. People are saying cameras should have caught the perpetrators, right? You would think. You would think. But we don't know anything else other than what we, uh, what I just told you right now. But how many times have I said, we've got God on our side and you can't what? You can't beat God. That's how I keep a smile on my face. Lisa says, this is how we screw up. No security. Uh, Lena says, like the water burst pipe. Exactly. Denise says, this is bull crap. Don says, they, they cannot stop what God has already started. I am, I'm with you on that one, brother. I'm with you on that one. 100%. So, after the Dems filed this extension of time to have the judge consider dropping this audit, and then they hired criminal defense attorneys in a civil case. High-profiled criminal defense attorneys. Then, over the weekend, an alarm goes off at the building that's housing all of the ballots. Folks, you can't write this. This is not a movie. This is real-life swamp donkey Democrat. This is what they do. So, the people of Georgia should go secure that building. Stand in public, on public property, if they don't let you stand on private, which I don't think any government facility should be private uh, uh, private land, private property. It's all public. We pay for it. So I'm calling for the people of, New, of not New Hampshire, of Georgia, to go down there, maybe malicious. I don't know. Stand guard yourselves. Do not let them do this to you. Now here in New Hampshire, we find out over the weekend that they invited somebody from Dominion, a high profile person like the president of Dominion, to come and sit in on the forensic audits. How do you do that? How is that not a conflict of interest? Now, thank God what ended up happening was he just got embarrassed and left because we found out, uh, he found out how fraudulent the machines are, how wrong the machines are, how unreliable the machines are. Yeah, right, he just found out, right? So basically he left an embarrassment, but the fact that he was ever invited by the Secretary of State, by the Selectmen to be around these audits, even in the same room of them, is a massive conflict of interest. And then we find out that Stretchface Armstrong and Chuckle Schumer have something to do with the auditors, with the pick on the auditors. Folks, again, you cannot make up this swamp donkey story. This is what they do. This is how they fight. And it makes you think, how long have they been doing this? And how long have rhinos been in on it? Just basically conceding without conceding. Or conceding once they find out, oh, it's too much of a fight. I'll just stay. I'll just stay in my, uh, I'll stay in my lane until it's my turn. The problem today, folks, is that the internet is wide. The internet gives all the information that you need. And the internet allows us to share this information at an incredible speed. Which is why big tech has tried everything they can to stop the flow of information. Because before the internet, they could steal whatever they wanted and nobody would know. 
after the internet, <laughs> good luck. Good luck. Where there's smoke, there's fire, and we the people aren't stupid. We were just uninformed. We were ignorant. We are no longer uninformed, and we are no longer ignorant. And every time you try to stop what we're trying to spread, or every time you try to stop another audit, we know. Common sense tells us you're hiding something, which makes us push harder. And again, we have the armor of God. We have the breastplate of righteousness. We have the sword. We have the helmet. And what does that armor of God do? Protects us from your sins, your lies. Protects us from the devil who went down to Georgia to fight with you. So, see what happens. We're going to give a Dumb Dumb Award of the day today, and well, it's going to go to Democrats once again. The Democrat House of Representatives, the Democrat-held, but probably not legally held, House of Representatives gets the Dumb Dumb Swamp Donkey Award of the day. So the Democrats are planning to put together their own special committee to investigate January 6th because the Senate shot it down using the filibuster. And by the way, I might add that... Oh, uh, one of the viewers here of Live from America sent me an email that was sent to them by Kirsten Cinema just the other day, reinforcing the fact and the idea that she is not going her stance on the filibuster. She is she's not going to get rid of it. And this was just the other day that was sent to her. And the words that I read from Kirsten Cinema or somebody in her office basically said, "Thank you very much for reaching out to me. I constantly want to talk to my constituents here in Arizona, despite party, and I give you my solemn promise that I will not get rid of the filibuster just to please one side or the other. There's a reason that it's there, and I will never get rid of it." So thank you, Kirsten Cinema. Who, like I said, God uses the most unlikely people to save. And he's using two Democrats right now, Kirsten Sinema and Joe Manchin. Now, I know Joe Manchin's on the fence all the time. I know his wife is hired by the Biden administration. I know there's pressure constantly put on him. But still, as of right now, Kirsten Sinema and Joe Manchin are our saviors as it comes to the filibuster. So, because the Senate used the filibuster and decided to vote against the January 6th commission, all but six Republicans anyway, who are going to be primaried out anyway, Susan Collins, Mom Jeans, Mitt Romney, Sass, all of the other ones, Murkowski, they're all gone. They're all gone. Right? So anyway, long story short, the Democrats said, okay, well, we're going we're gonna to put together our own special committee and investigate January 6th. Oh, really? You mean you're going to investigate what you did? We know that Nancy Pelosi was in on this. We know that the left was in on this. We know that BLM was in on this. We know that CNN was in on this. And we know that Antifa was in on this. Anybody with a half a brain knows that this was a setup and we've seen it coming from a mile away, which is exactly why Stretch Face Pelosi will not hand over all the footage pertaining to January 6th to Kevin McCoward. And you got Kevin McCoward over there going, please, can we please have it? Can we please have the footage so that we can do an assessment of January 6th too? No? Okay, well I think I'll make my rounds on conservative, conservative, TV, and just complain. Uh, Sean, I don't know what it is. I keep asking Nancy for the footage, and she just won't give it to me. Uh, maybe I'll go home and have a sleepover with Frank Luntz, and we'll talk about how to further destroy the GOP. Uh, shut up. Nobody cares. Uh. 
grow a spine, demand that footage, and get that footage. There's a thousand ways you can do it, probably with a simple FOIA request. Stop being such a coward. You will never be the House of Representatives. You do not lead the the Republican Party in the House. You are uh, a failure, and none of us want you as the leader of this party in any way, shape, or form. You or Mitch McChina, both of you, can get on a horse and ride out together because you've instilled zero confidence in us. As voters of this party, we don't want you. How many times do we have to say it? But these, this is the arrogance of these people. This is the pedestal that they put themselves on. They will stay in a place where they're not wanted. That would be like me continuing to try to open up a Facebook, Facebook account every day. Oh, I just want to be here. Well, we don't want you here. We don't like your truth. But I want to be here. Please let me be here. I want to be part of the gang that nobody wants me involved in. What kind of, what kind of pathetic crybaby stuff is that? Well, I love Mondays, baby. This is why I asked you to share the video. I love Mondays. Woo! So anyway, I want to show you a video that was just obtained and put out by the Gateway Pundit. Shout out to the Gateway Pundit, too. Man, they're always on fire, aren't they? Speaking of on fire, we're about to show you some stuff on fire. Now, we talked about how this was a setup, right? We We know that they opened the gates. We know that they unlocked the magnetic doors from inside, which only one person can do. We know that they invited the crowd in, and we know that they gave them a tour like it was an everyday Monday. But what we don't know, as a whole, is how they incited the violence, incited the riot, and incited the insurrection. Well, I'm going to show you a little piece of how they did that. Because when you take an already upset crowd and you know why they're upset and you push and push and push and you fuel those flames of that fire, things are going to happen. So let's move this over. Let's play this video for you. See the crowd here? Watch right up here. Right there. See it where my where my cursor is? What is this? That's a flashbang grenade. Boom. Thrown right in the middle of the crowd. Children, women, men, people of all ages who were peacefully protesting. Let's watch this again, shall we? Let's watch this again. Watch really closely. Oh, of course, we got a loading screen. Yep, of course, we got to watch some stupid ad. Straight up bullshit, y'all. Oh, sorry for the... Sorry. Sorry for the, for the words. I didn't know that there was language here. All right, well, we're just going to stop that. I didn't realize that there was the language that there was. But basically what you saw there, folks, and again, if you had kids, I'm sorry for the language. I did not expect that. I didn't see that part of the video. Um, what you saw there, folks, was them pouring gas on a fire so that they could light it and explode it. They're throwing flash grenades and shooting rubber bullets at people who weren't even breaching the Capitol yet. Crowd mentality is going to say, hey, we're being attacked right now by our own government 
for exercising our freedom of speech. We weren't even, as and I mean we as, as in we the people, not me personally. Calm down again, FBI. Jeez, before you know it. Sir, FBI. We the people were not even engaged in any kind of insurrection until that kind of stuff happened. I'd never seen that video before. Shout out to the Gateway Pundit for getting their hands on that. So all you have to do is go to the Gateway Pundit. You'll find that video. Just go to thegatewaypundit.com. But folks, they incited it. They pushed it. They caused it. And the entire thing was a setup from the very beginning. That's why the Democrats in the House get the Dumb Dumb Award of the day. Again, we're not stupid. We were just ill-informed. Not anymore. And we're not letting you get away with it anymore. Alright, moving on. Let's talk about Arizona real quick. Over the weekend, we found out that Arizona has finished counting over half. Uh, not counting, but doing an audit of over half of the ballots. 2.1 million ballots, and over a million of them are completely finished. That's great. That's great news. We know there that the Senate is standing up. The state legislature much like everywhere else should, is standing up and is not letting the governor, the secretary of state, or anybody else, the DOJ, or anybody else stop them. Which I love it. Nobody has jurisdiction to stop them. The governor has no jurisdiction to stop them. The secretary of state, Katie Hobbs, is in on the whole thing, and she's been completely shut out and silenced by the state legislature. Why? Because the state legislature has all the power in the state, period. Period. The state house and the state senates in every state have more power than the governor, the secretary of state, or the supreme court in that state, period. When it comes to making election laws, changing election laws, and doing an audit of that very election. That is the number one way that each one of these states cheated on November 3rd, was changing election, election law in order to, um, in order to, uh, using COVID to do it. And they had no jurisdiction to do that to begin with. So when somebody says, where's the proof? Shut up, that's all the proof I need right there. I don't even need to tell you the other seven, including the Dominion machines. I don't even need to go there. All I need to tell you is, is it or is it not illegal for anybody outside the state legislature to create or change election laws? Is that legal for them to do? Well, no, it isn't. Of course not. Of course not. And if you say it is, then I, I, would, I would turn you to the Constitution of the United States of America, which is the law of the land. Which supersedes anything, by the way, any kind of of, uh, of 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 unjust law. The Constitution supersedes it, so I don't have to say anything else other than the state legislatures have all the power. However, Governor Doug Ducey, who I don't even know why Sean Hannity even gave him a platform to speak without taking him to task. Why didn't you bend him over a barrel with a rubber hose? I don't know why. I don't know why this guy is allowed to continue to go on TV and get these softball questions, even from people whom I respect, like Sean Hannity. But he, on Friday, the day before a long weekend to celebrate Memorial Day, vetoed 22 bills. And in those bills that he vetoed was election integrity bills, and a bill that would ban critical race theory. He vetoed them. He vetoed election integrity reform. Governor Doug Ducey did. Also vetoed 
banning critical race theory, allowing racism to be taught in your schools in Arizona. This guy is more than a rhino. He's a swamp donkey Democrat operative. Period. He's a Democrat's fantasy. A Democrat's dream governor to have as a Republican in a state. The guy's out of control. He's out of control. So now, the Senate there, whom I respect big time, Karen Fan and the rest of them, is considering expanding the audit statewide. <laughs> and here in New Hampshire as well. Here in New Hampshire as well. We're considering expanding our audit statewide to find out if the other 85% of the state that uses Dominion also cheated or have unreliable machines. So, you want to play games? Try to play with we the people now that we are not so ignorant. Now that we're not so ill-informed. Because I guarantee you, every single time, you will lose. You might win some battles, but you will not win the war. So, good luck, Governor Doug Ducey. And Governor Sununu, right here in New Hampshire, you better get your act together. You better stop acting like such a rhino. Okay? You've been a good governor here in New Hampshire. It's time to get your act right and stop with this rhino excuse that you constantly come up with. It's time to get involved, Governor Sununu, or you will not be a senator here. Number one, I don't know why you're trying to leave the governorship to be a senator anyway, but I can promise you, Governor Sununu, you will not be elected senator if you continue to be a rhino in this state of New Hampshire. Because we are not Massachusetts, we are not Maine, we are not New York, we are not Vermont, we are not Connecticut, and we are not Rhode Island. We are the live free or die state of New Hampshire. And we're not going to let you become a Brian Kemp, a Doug Ducey, or any of the other half-wit rhino governors that this country seems to continue to put up with. And that's the bottom line. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Let's give the, uh, the final Dum Dum Award of the day today to... Do you guys remember this lady? Donna Brazil? Anyway, let's just go ahead and give her the Dum Dum Award. <laughs> Donna Brazil gets the Dum Dum Award of the day today just because she's Donna Brazil. But the good news is she's been fired from Fox News. It's about time. It is about time. Still, Fox has a long way of going to redeem itself. Either way, she's been fired by Fox News, but guess what? She ends up right where she belongs. A day after she's fired from Fox News, ABC right there to pick up yesterday's trash. The trash thrown out by Fox News in the garbage, in the dumpster. Who's there waiting for it? ABC. Please, here, let's catch the trash. Ugh, we got you, Donna Brazil. Here's your own slot. Yay! Boo! <laughs> ah, you remember her, right? Caught giving uh, Hillary Clinton the election or the uh, the debate questions. She's another Stacey Abrams. She's another stretch face Armstrong. She's a liar. Every time that person opens her mouth, she's lying. That's how you can tell a Democrat's talking. I mean, excuse me. That's how you can tell a Democrat is lying every time they speak. And unfortunately, most of the Republicans too. But either way, gone. I don't know why she was fired. I don't know why. But speaking of um, speaking of people that should be fired, 
The public school system in this country right now is an absolute joke. Now, there are still good teachers, but they belong to teachers' unions, which are an absolute joke. The problem that I have is that the this country, the Democrats, are trying to get rid of charter schools, trying to get rid of private schools, trying to get rid of Christian schools, trying to get rid of the fact that you can, uh, the, the ability to homeschool your child because they want all of our kids indoctrinated in the public school system. The problem is, folks, is this entire left-wing progressive movement in the public schools is starting to spill over into charter schools now. That's scary. And I'm about to play a video for you that was played in a private school in the state of New York for first graders. For first graders. And when you see this, you, just like me, are going to be absolutely livid. It's a, it's a video that was played for first graders in the state of New York in a private school about masturbation and how it's okay to do this. Unbelievable. You'll be just as mad as I am. Here we go. Pass it, Squeaks. Whoa, watch it. You almost hit me in the pee-pee. <laughs> <laughs> What's so funny, you two? He said pee-pee. <laughs> Do you notice that when you say pee-pee, you giggle, but when you say penis, you say it in a serious voice? For first graders, I folks. I've never noticed that before. Some children and adults feel uncomfortable when they talk about their private parts, so they make up cute or funny names for them. What's one for a girl's private parts? Vajayjay! <laughs> <laughs> but what does Scoops mean when he says Vajayjay? He means vulva. That's right, Kayla. It's important to use the proper words for our private parts. Why? Because our private parts are just as amazing as our hearts, lungs, brains, or any other of our amazing body parts. But our hearts pump blood, our lungs breathe, and our brains think. All our private parts do is pee! That's not entirely true, Scoops. It is true that a person pees or urinates through a hole called the urethra in the penis. Does everyone have a urethra? They do. It can be harder to see, but girls have a tiny hole in the front of the vulva where urine comes out from their urethra. Urination is actually very important. It helps us get rid of waste, stuff our body doesn't need. Hey, how come my penis gets big sometimes and points up in the air? That's called an erection. Sometimes I touch my penis because it feels good. Sometimes when I'm in my bath or when mom puts me to bed, I like to touch my vulva too. You have a clitoris there, Kayla, that probably feels good to touch the same way Keith's penis feels good when he touches it. But have you ever noticed that older kids and grown-ups don't touch their private parts in public? Hmm, they don't? That's right, Keith. It's okay to touch yourself and see how different body parts feel, but it's best to only do it in private. Well, if private parts are so special, why do you cover them up? Because they are private, silly. That's right, Kayla. Because they are private. Hey, Squeaks, pass it. Wait. Okay, I'm ready. So, I don't know exactly the name of this school. I'm going to do some research on it. Um, the stories that I read about it just said a charter school. Um, we will find out who did it. Probably some of you already know who did it. But I'm going to tell you what this is doing right here, folks. This is desensitizing children as a step to allow 
pedophilia. Don't believe me? Just look at what they're trying to do with pedophiles right now. They're trying to make them part of the LGBTQ, XYZ, whatever it is that there is now in letters on the, in that acronym today. They're trying to make them part of the LGBTQ community. Basically saying it's okay to be a pedophile. They're born that way. They can't help the fact that they want to have sex with children. This, what I just showed you, is one step closer to desensitizing your children to know that it's okay to talk about, play with, touch their private parts in a way, in, in, in an effort to get them closer to allow pedophilia to happen. That's what this is all about. And yes, parents of this school, apparently, from what I've read, I've read three stories on it, are outraged. So we'll find out who this school is, and hopefully we'll give them a call tomorrow. Though I'm sure they're closed today. Um, but it's disgusting. If that was taught to my dog, I'd, I'd probably be in jail. I'd probably be in jail. I'd probably set the school on fire. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. Anyway, moving on from that, I want to talk quickly about NBC. NBC published a hit piece on Stephen K. Bannon and his War Room show over the weekend. And the reason why, folks, why would they be worried about little old Steve Bannon? I'll tell you why. Because his podcast is reaching 60 million downloads. He's broadcasted on Real America's Voice News. He's broadcasted on the John Fredericks Radio Show Network. He's broadcasted in Mandarin with GNews TV, GNews.org, in China. He's broadcasted worldwide, and the war room is the tip of the spear, as he likes to say. And the war room is all about action, 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 which is why we have a very similar audience. Because a lot of the people who watch me watch Steve Bannon. I have, an, I have a wonderful time every time I go on Steve Bannon's show. The guy's amazing, he's great, he knows what he's talking about, and the show is getting too big for fake news media to ignore. They are threatened by Steve Bannon. They are threatened by me. They're, they're threatened by all of these people who are not afraid to get on there, regardless of the fact that they're getting censored or not, and tell the truth to the American people on what's going on. So big shout out to Steve Bannon, and his response was basically just that. What's the matter? You mad because he's getting too big? You mad because... Why is he getting big? That's the question. You think he's buying these uh, this audience? No. It's that people are going to flock to the truth. People are going to flock to the information that they uh, get fed so they can do something about it. People are going to flock to some place that's real, which is why a big shout out to Real America's Voice for getting Steve Bannon on the show. Giving him, I mean on the network, and giving him the platform when all these other social media companies were, were dropping him like flies, kind of like they're doing to me. And now they're bringing me on the show. Ladies and gentlemen, it isn't going to be long before Real America's Voice. They're smart. They understand what's going on. And the owner of the company is, I tell you what, that man is closer to Jesus than anybody I think I've ever met. Maybe maybe one other person I've met who might be as close to Jesus as this guy. But the guy who owns Real America's Voice News is all about God, family, country. And puts God first in everything. And again, you can't beat God. So big shout out to them. And I can't wait to see that network go through the roof. Because they're putting real people on there to tell you the real truth. And they're giving a real voice to America to allow them to to uh, to express the way they feel. You can't lose. You can't lose. So big shout out to Steve Bannon. Now, I want to end the show with talking about resident corn pop and his pedophilia. We just talked about pedophilia, right? And how they're trying to normalize it, right? Same way they tried to normalize girls and boys peeing in the same bathroom under Michelle and Barack Obama. Same reason why they're trying to put transgenders in different sports and wipe out women's sports as we know it. 
Joe Biden mumbled and stumbled his way through a Memorial Day speech. on And on YouTube, he only had 7,300 people. Normally, we have almost 6,000 people watching live on Rumble, which is not a very big platform compared to YouTube. I was having thirty to 35,000 people watch live when we were on Facebook. Imagine if there was no shadow banning. Imagine if there was no censorship or throttling. Imagine if people actually got the notification that you were live when you were live. You know what I mean? So only 7,300 people tuned in to watch the White House's YouTube channel to listen to Corn Pop, President Joe Biden, deliver a Memorial Day service, um, Memorial Day service remarks. Now you mean to tell me that only 7,300, and by the way, has more thumbs down than thumbs up. You mean to tell me that that many people, only that many people, which is slightly more than the audience that I have, watch somebody who got 81 million votes? Get out of here. Another common sense. Uh, another common sense fact. Nobody gets 81 million votes and has just barely more people watching him than little old me, who's forced to be on, on Rumble, which is a smaller platform than YouTube. We know what happened. And we will reveal the steal. Now, let me play another pedophile moment that our commander and thief had <laughs> over the weekend. What a disgusting scumbag this guy is. This guy needs to be taken to task. This guy needs to be taken to the woodshed. What a disgusting scumbag this guy is. Check this out. Check out what he says. We'll call Virginia home. I'm especially honored to share the stage with Brittany and Jordan and Nathan and Margaret Catherine. I, uh, I love those barrettes in her hair, man. I tell you what, I'm looking at her. She looks like she's 19 years old sitting there with her, like a little lady in a race car. What? Brittany, you're doing what? triple duty as a veteran, a military spouse, and a teacher. Let's play that again. I, uh, I love those barrettes in her hair, man. I tell you what. I'm looking at her. She looks like she's 19 years old, sitting there with her, like a little lady in a race car. Brittany. What a pedophile piece of crap. Say that about my daughter, and I'm coming out of that audience and being tackled by the Secret Service. You scumbag pedophile. Pedophile, pedophile, pedophile. The guy that's in our house right now, in the White House, is a crime family, quid pro quo pedophile. Scumbag. I have zero respect for that man. Period. Period. It's not my job to judge him, but in the flesh, I am telling you that that man is a pedophile and needs to be arrested right now along with his pedophile son. The whole family needs to go down. I don't, you don't say that stuff. Even like, I get it. I've said that about my, look at you. You look like a, you look like a young lady sitting there crossing your legs. I've said that about my four year old, but guess what? You don't say that as the commander in chief about somebody else's daughter, you sicko. Have some common sense, but he can't help it. He can't help touching. He can't help sniffing. He can't help commenting. He can't help mumbling and stumbling and bumbling. The guy can't help it. Why? Because he's a sick, sick individual. He's a sick old man who's got clear mental issues, who's got a decline in his cognitive ability, and cannot help himself when it comes to pedophilia. Pervert. That's going to end the show for today, folks. We're about 12 minutes later than we should be. But hey, I had to go over because I had a lot to talk about, and I was on a roll today, I feel like. I felt like I had a lot to say, and I got it all out. So yes, again, I sent um, uh, 50 Swamp Donkey stickers for donors. 
I'll probably do about 50 at a time. It'll take me a while to get through there. We have about 840 monthly donors right now. Our, my goal is to get that to 1,000. Uh, if we have a 1,000 monthly donors, regardless of what uh, amount you can give, it should be enough to continue to grow, to grow the show. Believe it or not, the bills are getting bigger and bigger, especially when you try to get all these different places where you can live stream and and and, and restream and, and Roku and all that. All that stuff is just ridiculously expensive, but we're getting there. So 50 donor, uh, 50 donor stickers are going out uh, this morning and 25 Bibles. So as I continue to chunk away at that, we'll send them out. Also, the... Uh, the people that are still, I think there was about 10 people who ordered hat and glasses that have not been fulfilled yet, still waiting on the glasses to come in. Um, you know how things are in the mail today. They take forever. So as soon as those come in, I'll get those right out to you, and then we will open up the ability uh, and take off the sold-out thing on the website so you can get there and order that. Remember, JeremyHarrell.com for everything. Videos, podcasts, newsletter, uh, music, MAGA music. And uh, to become a, a monthly donor as well. And you can also click right from my page, jeremyharrell.com, and go right to mypillow.com. Put in the LFA promo code and get all the major discounts that Mike Lindell is offering to help him continue to uh, stay employed, keep people employed, and fight this massive, massive problem that we have going on in the United States right now. Folks, it's been an honor to be with you today. I want to thank you so very much for allowing me to come into your home constantly. I appreciate you more than you know, and I just want to thank you so very much for giving your attention two hours a day, folks, two hours a day to Live from America. Thank you so very much. Uh, Remember, there are right ways, there are wrong ways, but there's only one Yahweh, so stand up tall, keep your shoulders back, keep your chest out, and keep your head up high, because you are a child of God, and no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. God bless you. See you tonight, 5 p.m. Eastern Time for more Live from America. Have a great day, everybody. Stop screaming that we first in America Black, white, brown, all cities, all towns, every